What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the show. Last week was a shorter one that just focused on marketing and playlisting strategies that you can use if you're a bit tighter on a budget or if you've got some money that you can throw into a marketing strategy. Uh, I kind of explore some options that you can go through to promote a new release or even some older releases that you want to gain some more traction on. Um, and that has some free playlist submissions and some paid ones. But anyway, it's like a 15 minute episode, so you can check that one out. But this week, I've got a new guest, Wesley Atu. He's an awesome singer-songwriter based out of Vancouver, BC, who also runs an artist development agency called Arcadia. He's just a genuine guy who loves making music and sort of bringing attention to music that he likes. So I was really looking forward to this conversation. We're talking a bit about how his music has developed over the years and how he's created and built a community and team that he trusts with his uh, his vision and production. Um and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. This is Wesley Atu. Check out some of his new music online, wherever you're streaming. So, yeah, man, well, um, Wesley, man, thanks for getting on the show with me. Um, we met we met through the powers of the internet and, and Instagram, I believe it was. I don't even really know what about what about it on Instagram brought us together, but yeah i don't even know if i remember too that's what i was saying i yeah i feel like i just you were releasing stuff maybe the same um time as me maybe during the pandemic that's how i felt about the people a lot of people i met like kind of on on social media stuff through the pandemic there wasn't like initially at that in that kind of early stage there wasn't that many people at least within like canadian singer songwriter the same world as we're in i guess there wasn't tons of like people releasing music right in that first window and I felt like maybe you you were and I was and there was a few other people doing it and that is what kind of I feel like that's probably how I got connected with you yeah I think you're right I put out an album literally May of 2020 and then you were putting out singles and songs out and I think you put out an EP or something that same year as well yeah that's right yeah I put yeah I did like this I was doing the singles like right must have been right after i think my first one was right after that and then i put the like ep out in the february of 2021 um but yeah the singles were kind of the second <laughs> half of 2020 so i was just like had seen you doing stuff and like it, it, yeah just spending way too much time on spotify probably. <laughs> it was it was an interesting time too because it was it was like well shit i canceled i had um i didn't have anything um, further west than than the far sides of Ontario, but I did have an East Coast and and Montreal and stuff booked for a tour I was doing for the album, and I just basically condensed like 15, 20 shows into one online show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> Luckily, I I didn't have any plan at that point. Like when the yeah when the pandemic kind of hit, I was like in the first few months, it was more like, what do I do now? So I didn't really have any, luckily I, I lost like some local shows and stuff, but yeah, I, I feel pretty lucky that I didn't, I hadn't booked like a big tour or done something like that. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was it quite was, lucky. And I think it was interesting too, because a lot of people sort of started to explore, I don't know. I mean, obviously social media was big before the pandemic, but I don't know. So it was something about that time that there was just so much that like, that was kind of the only thing you could, you could really do was like you know, talk to people online, post online, get on video calls. I was playing Jackbox more than I've ever played Jackbox. <laughs> yeah, <my> life. <laughs> that shit's fun, but I know everyone, everyone was on that. <laughs> I think like social media just kind of, um, 
was almost a way for like musicians and stuff to kind of play around mm-hmm. and meet new people and, and do some collaborations yeah. just because we lost playing. I mean, I had so many great conversations and met so many awesome people and you know, you, you make opportunities and you learn a lot of stuff just by watching shows and playing the shows and, and being at them. So we, we, that was just, you know, wiped off the face of the earth. So it was, uh, it was an interesting time for social media, but I mean, it brings people, it, uh, it's still somehow in a strange way. It's still together. like doing, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> the actual social part is actually quite big. If you, if you're looking for it, I guess, like I, I definitely made a ton of new like friends and connections through that when it was all that we could do, I guess. Um, yeah, now, and now it's almost even cooler because you're getting to like, meet those people in person or like at least when it's like music related stuff because now everything's kind of kicking back in and things are going again Mm -hmm. generally i guess musicians are fairly sociable to a to an extent so you end up wanting to like get back out there and and kind of see people in real life um yeah it's one of the funny ways that like somebody really introverted could go on a stage to show people what they've worked on in, in an introverted way, sort of a studio at home and then shows it to like a crowd of <laughs> 500 I know, yeah, people. The, <laughs> yeah. That was weird too. There was tons of people that like got these like massive followings mm. during kind of that time. If they, if it, people that released music for the first time during like the pandemic and then maybe didn't and, and just really got things going on social media, it's crazy. They ended up with like huge following and they never played yeah. a show in their life. And it's like, damn that must have been scary as hell like just That's coming true, out of the actually. gate and you're just like wow i'm playing to like i don't know there was a few people i knew like that where they were just like suddenly like a thousand people coming out of covid and it's like that's intense <laughs> that's true i never thought about that yeah if you weren't you were doing some small shows or maybe you just started writing before the pandemic you put up some singles on the on the socials and then they explode and then you play a show coming out of it and people are like I'm coming to that. And you're like, I don't even really have a full set yet. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like piecing it together. But yeah. yeah That's wild, man. Did you find, um, cause I know you've done like a, a couple collaborations at least, and you know, at least like release them on the, um, streaming platforms and stuff since the pandemic. Did you find, did you meet those folks through social media or were those people that you knew before? Um, for the most part they were through social media it was like because i hadn't released anything really um prior to the pandemic either like i'd I'd been playing music a little while but not not a crazy amount of time so that like ep that i put out during the pandemic was the first kind of proper thing that i did um like so ever like ever in general or with any other band or anything I like ever in kind of ever in general. So I'd recorded no this shit, EP. Man. I'd recorded this EP before that is no longer there, um, <laughs> but, but on purpose. Um, but it was like <laughs> that before all the songs that are kind of out now. Right before that, there was only maybe five more songs that were like the mm. first songs I ever wrote, like ever, because I didn't start music until quite late. So I was only like in my kind of early twenties when I was first playing. Okay. Yeah. Um, me too. Yeah. So it kind of, yeah. Which I feel like is quite, I don't know. I always feel like that's quite late. Maybe I'm just seeing it. Maybe there's just so many people doing it when they're like freaking 12 years old. And then it's like, <laughs> there, there's people uh, that are like better at guitar than me that are eight right now. And it's, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> that's so true. Me too. I'm just like, Oh God, I'm terrible. Um, but the, 
yeah so I didn't um so because of that I kind of I was still finding like my feet and to, like Toronto was where I recorded like my first ever ever thing um okay and then that was just kind of almost like a test. Like I put it out, I had an EP release in Toronto and then I was like, um, this felt like a learning experience. I'm probably never going to play these songs ever again. So just kind of started fresh when I, and like really tried to find my feet a bit more when I got to Vancouver. So then I was never really in a scene for long enough anywhere. Cause I kept moving around to like make collaborate, make friends that I would collaborate with. So I guess that's kind of what, when it reached that point in the pandemic, that was kind of the point where I'd like actually put out some songs and those songs had had enough, like I pushed them enough that they'd got enough traction that people would just find them on their own mm. and then reach out to me and be like, uh, like a lot of vocal stuff, a lot of like people reached out about just doing vocal kind of collaborations. Um, so I, that was kind of the first thing. And then one of the collaborations is with a friend uh, that I knew from Vancouver. Um, but yeah, for the most part, met a lot of people online for those for those kind of things, which is interesting. So when when you say you kind of like started music late a bit, was that just instrumentation or was that also um, singing as well? Because or were you singing longer than you were playing music or was it all kind of around the same time? All kind of around the same time. Um, I yeah it just kind of started i was like right trying to write something like i traveled around for a long period of time um before like prior to that um so it was kind of like i was writing like little bits of poetry stuff and um kind of not really thinking that there were going to be songs but i think i probably like first picked up a guitar like ever when i was like 19 20 and that was like the first time i'd ever like messed around with playing was and that before was, you went uh, traveling or like kind of? This is kind of during, but then I was like, yeah, while I was away, I lived in Australia for a while and I, that was the first place I ever like kind of picked up a guitar. So I was like messing around there and I was like, okay, maybe these aren't just like bits and pieces of poetry. Maybe this is like actually could be songs. Hmm. Um, but then I didn't think too much more of that for an, for the next like year until I kind of was back, uh, I lived, I was back like living with my family uh, after that. And my brother plays music too. So we kind of, okay. both, he's, he's a, like four or five years younger than me, but we kind of both went in pretty hard to it then. So I just kind of, we were learning off each other and learning quite quickly. At least like songwriting was always like the main thing I was going for. Both of us kind of were going for, like we're not, I'm not crazy talented guitar player or like <laughs> instrumentalist or anything like that um, i beg I just, to differ but I, I, <laughs> no i just like writing songs um so i kind of wanted to learn as much about that as possible still learning still still learning always tons. man that never stops you can never let that stop i had one time one time at a gig i was playing i was just sort of standing in on a conversation i didn't know anybody i was just kind of there playing with a band and we were just talking to the other bands and one of the guitar players there he was he was saying uh he was like he's like this was ages ago too man even that band was young there was like they weren't a seasoned band we were opening for you know it was like an, an indie band at, at that time and and dude he was like I uh I think I've gotten as good at guitar as I can get. I was like, <laughs> even at that time, that was like that was like eight years ago, and I was looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah. How could you ever say that? Ever? You be ninety nine years old, you can't say that. Yeah, but, you uh, you you never get that. 
that's, yeah. So I've, I've never thought funny. that that's like a totem that you can mm-hmm, achieve mm-hmm. where you're like, you're like, Hey, you've, you're as good as you can possibly complete. You've completed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put it down. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that kind of brings back to like collaboration stuff, I guess as well. Like the, that really helps, um, like you improve those things, just learning from other people and like doing that with other people for songwriting in particular, I learned a ton about, I feel like over the past couple of years i mean i've learned a lot about a lot of things over the past couple of years because i just had a lot a much more time mm. um to work on music whereas prior to that i was always working full-time jobs and just there was yeah in inside a 40 hour a week job it's pretty hard to find that's true know, man enough time to do enough time to do it all especially as you know I'm sure you know the indie artist thing is pretty you're doing it all (laughs) unless you've got like some team behind you yeah and i'm just thinking maybe maybe that's why it feels like there's a time limit or something on i I don't know i just find that's a common theme with people who do things like um that are sort of creative stuff like comedy or or music or you know i don't know maybe writing books is a little different because you can I don't know, make those a bit, whatever. But I, I think that there's just this kind of idea where, like you said, once you reach reach an age where you're like, I got to pay for all of my stuff. So I have to mm-hmm. work and do things for it. And it's, you know, it's tricky to, like, okay, well, now I got to give my time away. And, and then you yeah. get home and it's hard to just like stick to a, to a goal and something that you can achieve. And, you know, it's not easy if you're like, you've been doing it for six months, a year, and you're not seeing the results you want to see. You're still working that job. You've like not seeing friends as much, or I don't know. I, I, I find that Maybe that burns out a lot of people. I wonder wonder how many times that's discouraging. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it definitely, yeah, it definitely is. And it's really, and it's it's funny now because I feel like I've gotten to kind of do both, see both sides really quickly of that coin. Like right before the pandemic, I was, yeah, like I said, was like working, um, trying to do as much as I could. I recorded that EP like right before the pandemic, kind of second half of 2019. And then um obviously comes to the pandemic had lost my job like right away in march um and it was like okay don't know what to do now but then uh then it kind of with ei sub and like all those kind of things kicked in and it was like okay maybe i'm going to take a little opportunity here that there is to try and just focus on music like as much as i can um so that's what i did for a little while and that was what how i got the time to like release that ep and really like go hard into it and learn so much stuff about and they're releasing a record like what to do um yeah how to do all those things so it's been it's been interesting learning all that kind of side of everything as well good skills to have i feel like yeah yeah it's almost funny it coincides with what i was doing too i had a release ready to go and and then the pandemic hit and i was just I was I was doing uh, gigs and music lessons before that full time, and then all of that kind of stopped and sort of switched online. It was a weird time, and then so I just had a lot of time to give to trying to promote that stuff. So I don't know it it, it kind of just it seemed like the right thing to do at that time. But what made you want to you know you lo- you kind of like lost your job? It's a, for COVID, like so many people did, and it was just a weird time. Like what made you just sort of did it just feel like a groove? You just kind of sank into you're like, well, all right, I'm I'm learning more about music stuff i'm just gonna invest more time into that because i have it now yeah i guess i guess so yeah I don't, I don't know what the kind of initial like catalyst to that was but it was it was kind of strange because yeah for, definitely for the first few months when it was all the, at least the first month it was like how do i make money <laughs> and it was like that yeah. once that problem was like 
it kind of not solved but like put at bay a little bit then it was like okay maybe i should be maybe i should do this like if i'm never going to get this like opportunity again like yeah I'm, i know that at some point i will have to go back and work or i'll have to do something unless music turns like i mean i am working in music full-time now which is sweet but i'm not that's awesome man. not solely an artist i'm doing all those marketing things and kind of how to release a record ended up becoming like a business for me and that's kind of what i'm doing with other like working with tons of other artists like management stuff like mm. honestly all over the place it kind of that kind of happened um throughout the past year or year or two but yeah i don't know what the initial thing was so yeah it just kind of i was like i don't really want to go right now and look for another job but when I've, I've been working like in something full-time that like I didn't hate it, but I didn't like love it either. So I was kind of look, always looking to do something else. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And, and I connected really well. My pretty, like me and the producer who he's produced, like all the songs that are out um, on streaming service and stuff at the moment, me and him just connected really well over the pandemic too. And just started doing a lot of like more writing together, writing for other people, just kind of, mm. I guess he had some time too. So we just kind of were like having fun with that world too. Um, so it just made me like, it was almost like re-falling in love with music and writing and doing doing it all. Not that I'd like fallen out of love with it, but it was, mm -hmm. yeah. When you're in that kind of grind, like you said, of the, it can get discouraging when you're just like yeah, trying to go through those motions. But yes, yeah, so I just like kind of got into it and loved it. Like even though I wasn't getting to play, I think the kind of, as I said, the songwriting making the music part was always the part I was initially drawn to. So that's kind of what I always default to as opposed to playing live shows and stuff. I've, I've like grown to love that later. Yeah, there's certain folks there, like that person I was just talking about who was like, I think I've gotten as good at guitar as I need to. It's like, yeah, to, to play a live show and for people to be like, that sounds fine to me. But like you said, when you're writing music and you're like, OK, I can play this as well as I can. But what's next? What's next? What am I going to next? I, I, yeah, that's the thing that drives me with it as well. And yeah, I think it's just funny to see sometimes how once you're given that opportunity to sort of just fully invest yourself, sometimes people are like, oh, this is actually maybe not exactly. I didn't realize how much work goes into this. I don't want to do this. But then yeah, some people true. like yourself are like, I love this shit. Give me more, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely what happened. That is true, though. It could have gone either way. I guess that was a true test of whether I actually yeah. like liked music that much. <laughs> I mean, I knew I like I was. Yeah always it's been a, fun yeah it's fun yeah it's very fun and i was like always a, a big until i played music i was a massive like music fan like i'm an obsessive yeah, i was gonna ask you that too. Obs obsessive yeah. listener um yeah me too so still am and like to all genres yeah. too not just my, not just what i'm doing so that yeah. always makes it hard though i feel like because i want to make so many things and I'm well like, it's hard it's it's hard to make what like what you're going to put on wesley's page right you know or what i'm going to put on my page but it's cool that you said you were doing the co-writes um and or not even co-writes but writing and then releasing and sorry the producer you were saying is jeff uh, is jeff zip that jeff does zip, yeah. stuff with you how yeah, did you he, guys get in uh, contact with each other um so initially i think it was it was a few years back before this was before the before the pandemic and everything he uh yeah he, his studio is called light machine records um and it's just him like he's just he has that small this small little studio in like east vancouver and it's it's great like he had produced a couple of like local artists that i absolutely 
like just loved um uh artist called cassidy wearing another guy called brian o'brien um and that i kind of met those people early on like when i was going to when i first moved to the city i was going to open mics that's like my default if i move to a new city it's like open mic <laughs> it's always the best place you just have to find yeah. the best one in the city you just do them all until you find one where you really like connect with people yeah. as a good crowd whatever so that's what i did um and met tons of people through that honestly like people i'm still like friends with now through some way of doing that so when i went to that i met these two people like cut few artists i really liked what they were making and putting out and then i through them i found out that it was jeff that was producing the records and that was like early on for him in the production side i think at that point like when i first moved to the city um which was in 2017 I think that was when he first, it was quite early on for him having his studio space and everything. Mm. So then I met him kind of end of 2018, I think it was. Just I went to a friend's gig, like this house show, and he was there. Then I went to the studio and then, yeah, we just kind of have been working together since then pretty much. He's, yeah. he's awesome, man. I love, I love the, um, producing he's done on your music. I wanted to sort Thanks, of like yeah. ask you and pick your brain a bit about the, how how much of the final product, like in terms of instrumentation and arrangements, do you find yourself involved in versus like just the raw structure? Yeah, I think we, um, for the he's he's insanely talented. Like plays a ton, especially on the first EP. Like on the first EP, it's just like me and him. He's playing drums on there and everything. Um, and for that one definitely was probably just like me taking in i i like being involved like i like heavily even if i don't know what I'm, like that that was only like the second time i'd ever been in a studio when i went to record that ep with him so i didn't really know what i was doing but i like being in there for everything because i do know sound wise i know what i want to hear even if i can't right. make it and vocals have become like a bit like the use of vocals or just like understanding melody and stuff i'm able to like hopefully try and express what sound I want by using that. Like I, I guess my voice has like become like the biggest kind of tool, even more mm -hmm. so maybe than the guitar now for like, even for writing and stuff like that. So just to like express the, just to express the melody to go. what the met. Yeah. Even, even yeah. if it was an instrument thing, I feel I, I just find that easier. Cause I, I can't play drums. Like I'm, I yeah. picked up piano and like bits <laughs> and pieces um, over the past kind of year. But yeah, for that first EP, it was really organic. Like me, it was just me and him pretty much. I don't even think we got any session people. It's funny the sounds you'll make to uh, somebody you're trying to share an idea with. I'm the same with rhythm. So I'll tell my, yeah. my buddy who's doing rhythm and stuff, I'll, I'll like make those sounds with my mouth <laughs> or my mm -hmm. hands or mm -hmm. something. It's like yeah. if you had isolated clips of musicians trying to explain their ideas <laughs> to each other. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we, yeah, I know. It's so funny the ways you just, when you're in it, I don't know, when you're in like a studio space, you get right. I really like going like in and like being like in there, just like fully invested in it all at once. Um, so I will take the, yeah, I guess to answer your question, it starts with the demos for sure. Um, fairly for, used it for that EP was pretty much like the songs are fully formed, like the structure and the melodies are all, were all already there. For the more recent stuff, like the last two singles were were kind of different. Me and him, I had a 
better relationship with Jeff by that point. We'd like work together a lot more. So we collaborated and I think it will continue to go that way. Like the more we work together now is more of a collaboration. Like I'm going in with less and we're building more in there. Um, at least even, even around the songwriting, which is so fun. Cause I think it's just like really nice having an outside perspective, especially when you're like not a band and you're a solo artist yeah. and it's like, you can get stuck on stuff. And it's like, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, what, like, what should I do here? What should I do? Like, I'm, if, if I'm like, I think this song's going somewhere, but then I, I might get stuck on something. Um, yeah, normally lyric stuff I'm writing like a hundred percent. I I wouldn't. Mm. I'm a little too fond and hold those a bit too close to like if it's my own thing at least. Right. Um, but yeah, as for I'm I'm open to anything really. No, the more I've gone in, I'm not so. Pre- I feel like I was really precious before about <laughs> having to having to write all the songs myself, having to write all the you know like, and now not so yeah. much. Well, it's almost weird. I don't know. I feel some sort of like when it's my own music, I don't know. I still I still have a, a couple of core people that I bounce ideas off of or they help me with arrangements or like, you know, adding instrumentation and rhythm stuff and whatever else. But uh, I definitely, definitely have those folks. But I do I do know what you mean where it's like, shit, man, I feel like I, I have other projects I like to work with, but that's collaborations with other people. And you almost have this pressure of like, well, what can I make by myself? And I don't know. Sometimes it gets in, like you said, you can get stuck on shit and then that like ties your head subconsciously into that idea. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to move on creatively to something else. And uh, I struggle with that sometimes with, uh, with all the demos you work on and things you piece together and all the song ideas you have and, uh, and then collaborating with other people. It's hard to sometimes like exit rooms of your brain and just sort of Mm -hmm. go back to the main lobby and restart again or something yeah 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 Yeah, my looking through my like voice memos is horrendous honestly (laughs) i think i think that's one of the most embarrassing scenarios i can think of is me having to sit in a room and somebody just like playing voice notes off of my like oh i don't know what this is gonna be yeah i know some mumbly idea in a corner oh god yeah like some of it's barely even audible it's just (laughs) it's just terrible um but but yeah no it's 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 really fun working with Jeff like he's a crazy talent um and I think he's like really helped me find like I don't know somewhere towards the sound I feel like that's like the hardest thing to 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 do at the moment that's what I'm mm-hmm. finding the hardest thing in for my own music I guess is finding to like find a, a, a find, yeah sorry go ahead uh, yeah kind of a sound like obviously it's the everything when if i'm singing on it it's going to sound like me but like the kind of where it lives and i don't know i'm i I struggle with that because mainly because i listen to so many things and i want to make like i'm always torn between making i guess the more like the the kind of modern dreamy folk singer songwriter is the stuff i probably am best at and would really ideally i think where i like live best but I'm also just so sometimes just want to make like fucking, I don't know, pop banger just because it's fun. <laughs> in terms of what you just said there, where is end of the line sit in that spectrum for you? Like your latest tune, where does that one sit in sort of that, what you were just saying there, that spectrum of those two sides? In the, somewhere in the middle, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to find. It's like, yeah, I feel like that song somewhere is closer to like the indie rock, I guess, kind of space. Um, 
But yeah, I think the the like challenge is that there's I never found that there was tons of um like solo singer songwriters, maybe more so now, but that would make like a bigger feeling sound. Like I listened to like um uh when I when I think of people for like that, like earlier on I guess I think of like James Bay for that. He ended up having okay, like a yeah. bit more like becoming a bit for a solo artist, obviously he's got a band back in him, but it's quite a big sound. And then like now, like people like Matt Mason, I listen to quite a lot. And it's just a, for, for someone who's a solo singer songwriter, it's quite a big in, mm-hmm. in that kind of, even Hosier, Hosier is kind of in that same space too, where it's like, it's grander. Yeah. It's just that they seem like not as common or like they only are common. They're the people that become like big it is that you see. Whereas I feel like in the indie space, there's not always as many. Whereas in the in the kind of other softer side, I always feel like I come across so many in in more that Vance Joy world, I guess, where it's like softer textured sounds and like so if they're going to have a band, that's what surrounds it. Um, but I th- honestly feel like it's just because it takes so much work to have like a big production constantly going around you that it's mm-hmm. only really becomes possible when you're at that, I don't know, selling out big shows or able to like have a band, especially when you're a solo artist and you're not you don't come with a band you're like have to find a band for sure <laughs> for shows <laughs> um so yeah end of the line somewhere in between but like um i'm like a huge sam fender if you if you know him a guy from the uk he's like a past couple of years he's come out of the uk that song's like um but he's yeah that he's he was a big influence on that song um oh okay on end of the line on end of the line yeah nice yeah that one was there's one more single that i haven't put out like from kind of what i rec- I recorded courage the one before end of the line courage end of the line and then there's another song called burnouts that hasn't come out yet um those are all like really standalone there's not Inter- really in terms of sound like the net the, okay. the one that hasn't come out burnouts is kind of like soul pop so interesting it's kind of interesting i was like I, di- I wasn't really sure how all that's going to work. Like I'm, I'm planning to like go and do another EP, like a second EP that's a lot more cohesive. I think I just like had to find my way through a few sounds before I did, I guess. So mm. I think in the end, things might be closer towards like kind of what, where courage lives and in that space that, um, it was yeah, fun that to make. Amazing. Like, thanks, man. No, it was it, it was it was fun to make. End of the line. It was like the biggest thing we've done in the studio. Yeah. Like we had strings. I'd never had strings on anything, so we had two guys come in and, and record was, them. Oh, sweet. And record them, and it was like this is <laughs> sweet. Like it was it was crazy. I've never had it. It just felt like a bit larger than life, and I was like, I've never got to have that. So it was kind of just like yeah. had to take. Oh man, it's so much. Yeah. It's like the MIDI strings you can use through programming is obviously you could do enough with those, but there's something about mm-hmm. somebody playing them and there's a life to it that just doesn't exist through the MIDI that I don't know. Yeah. It's, maybe it's just like spiritual, but it's, uh, it's no, I it's true. It's it, 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 it not. <laughs> yeah. The, re, the real thing that was like, yeah, there was nothing quite like the real thing. It's funny though. Jeff actually wrote kind of the original strings part through MIDI. And then, and then they played t- it. And then they, and then they, they obviously like spruced it up. It wasn't. It was like it, his <laughs> version was still pretty like amazing though. One day I just like normally we'll both be there working on a lot of the stuff together. But one day he was just like, 
I had this idea and I came in and had like midi this whole strings part. I was like, damn, I was like, yeah, let's get strings. <laughs> that's sweet. That's sweet. That's sweet to know that when I hear it on the single, it's like with the real players, but that's kind of how you pieced it together. Yeah. It was pieced together very like, yeah, through that originally. So it wasn't like a plan from the get go on that song to have strings. It just kind of came after or yeah, Jeff had that idea and it was like, cool. Just cool to have it on there in the end. Yeah. Before yeah i don't want to forget because I, I am really curious on how i'm always curious about how people approach it it's almost like it's almost like writing a book or something where you know mm. obviously you want it to be compelling people you want people to read it you have all those things that need to be true for it to be um you know something that's compelling but mm-hmm. but there's so many different ways of approaching it it could you know it could be so many different genres and built mm-hmm. so many different ways and it's like hard to not chase things that are popular because you want ultimately whatever you're writing about you want people to hear it and you you know if you're passionate about music you want to make money and succeed so it's hard not to like try to grab at the the real but how do, how do you find that you approach stuff like you know you said you had that one ep that's like <laughs> i have two of those actually where they were released now they're wiped off the face of the internet Fair. yeah but uh you know you have something like that where you're learning and piecing stuff together you're writing music and like you said you know you keep those lyrics um sort of close to your songs where like okay i i have a voice right here but i'm open to expanding the mm-hmm. soundscape and la- landscape of it however however it's best for the song and true to my sort of like interest in writing mm-hmm. so like how would you build that um production let's say i don't know which whichever one's easier like courage or end of the line or or, or any of those tunes that mm-hmm. like maybe were your ideas initially and then you brought them to a producer or like mm-hmm. how do you work in tandem with them to bring out like you say with courage it's sort of interesting and like the the next three or blackout um the other one you said's coming out uh was it blackout oh, or bur- burnout burnouts yeah burnout sorry burnout yeah. um okay. you know how do you how do you sort of uh build these visions of them with the with with the producer yeah. like with courage it was that started as i got this i i i never really played piano but i had had a cut like some lessons when i was a kid so I didn't really know how to play, but I was familiar with it. So I think I just decided, I don't know when this was, but maybe sometime in 2020, um, I decided to get a really shitty old keyboard. So I got this like really like some Casio, like from, I've still got it. It's, it's underneath the sofa, but it's, it's really bad. <laughs> Um, so I got that and I was just kind of, I don't know, I was just like messing around and re- really, I listened to a lot of people that had like, I was just listening to a lot more piano based stuff or a lot more like roadsy kind of whirly based things. Le- uh, Leaf, if you know, Leaf Volbeck, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably butchering his last yeah, name. Man. I was yeah. listening to a lot of that kind of sound. I like love his stuff. So I was listening to, a, to that and I was like, just started to mess around. Um, on this old Casio and there was like a weird, there was like a chorusy, I guess, effect on there. And I kind of threw that on and I was like, wrote the whole like first verse chorus or like second verse, maybe in like one, it was like one shot. I was just like, yeah, this is, I really like this. Sent it, sent it to Jeff, like pretty much immediately. And I was like, what do you think of this? And in the, in the voice memo, it was just a voice memo I sent him in the, in the voice memo I had, um, like I was only playing it with one hand and then I was like tapping on my leg, like bring just the rhythm of that. And we kept that in the, in the song. The, like that was the, the sound initial, of your tapping of the tapping was like the initial 
percussion, percussion we were going to keep that Casio in there. No shit. We tried, but <laughs> it was cool. really distorted and terrible, so we had to get rid of it. <laughs> we just like couldn't make it good. Um, <laughs> but then it kind of started from there, so it was just then. Me and him normally go in either from that point or the song, or I'll have the entire structure at that point. Um, so I just kind of went in, and then it's just a matter of playing with sounds. We would just we don't we I don't think we ever go in knowing, like I'll have some ideas and I'll have a lot. I, I like to reference stuff quite a lot, um, like things I never like whole pieces. I want to reference like one vocal piece from here or like from other from other songs that I like or like one you know key sound from here or one synth sound from here. I want to always just reference a small piece and be like, oh, it'd be nice to do something like this, and then we end up just messing around in the studio for a while and then some things work some things don't it's a lot of like trial and error i would say but that got like a pretty good groove going like right away that song it was it really all came together and i remember when we when it eventually got to like the full version and got it mastered and everything and we just went back and listened to the original demo and aside from like the huge atmospheric kind of soundscape that is in there there wasn't like it wasn't crazy different from the original like demo me and him had come in and made together just on that in like the first day and i think those have been the best ones when they've worked like that because and then yeah after he after you would sort of build that that template together would he sort of take them off and then um you know, added some sort of layers to it or something, or, and then you kind of go back and forth on those. Sometimes, or we would do all that at the same time. Like even okay. if he was playing it, I would normally be that, like I'd be in the right. both be in the studio together, like adding, unless he had an idea when I wasn't there. But generally, if we were working on it, we were working on it at the same time. And then obviously when he, cause he mixes, he's like, he mixed the songs as well. Um, so that he would do. I didn't need to be there for that. I would always come like later on with him um, when we were just kind of like, if there was any revisions or we were going through stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm fairly, I've, I've learned more what I want to hear. So even if I don't know how to play it, I just like being there. Um, even when we had like, set, we didn't have any session people, like any session musicians in, I don't, think on oh no mate we had uh like good friend ben who's a insane keys player um he came and played the actual when we when we scrapped the casio version he came and played <laughs> he came and played the 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 actual nice nice recorded keys that are yeah. on there fuck um, fuck man piano is so cool it, yeah it's great it's it's i wish i was like better at it like i'm i can write on that but yeah yeah, I'm but like, actually shredding on a piano is yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, I would like to be, but I'm not like a yeah, tight enough player to be able to yeah. to deliver like I'm a studio level. <laughs> I don't know. Playing, don't you say playing, that. Playing live, you can get away with a lot more, I feel like, than you can in <laughs> yeah, the studio. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Same with, it's almost like a live recording too. Like you listen to something live, it's definitely going to be powerful. But when that same thing is powerful while it's recorded and then you can watch it again online, that's like those performances mm -hmm. are cool to watch online where it's like a, I don't mm -hmm. know, like a KEXP or, or like yeah. a tiny desk concert thing. And they're just like killer and you can't stop watching them. Those are sweet too. I feel like um, that's a super important relationship, whatever side of it you're sitting on, whether it's, you know, 
your mm-hmm. side writing the or base of them and then there's a producer that works with them or if you're the producer and you have a songwriter that you really like working with those are two sides that i i think that are pretty crucial to you know getting started because it's it's super easy to get started as an independent musician now um, mm-hmm. versus before the internet or something or early days of the internet it's super yeah. easy to be like hey i wrote a song and it's not that hard to get it to top quality stuff that's true that's um, true yeah you know, it just has to be well-written, well-arranged, has to flow well. Some people mm-hmm. have a better ear for it than others. And some people, you know, can, can certainly learn how, how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always, I've, I've sort of, that was kind of my biggest struggle once I went from like playing in bands and sort of delegating right. roles like, oh, you're the keys player. You think about keys. You're the drummer. You think about drums. Now that I release music under my own sort of thing, it's like, you got to think of what it is in its entirety. And, uh, it's definitely yeah. been a learning curve over the last like three, four years that I've been doing it kind of. Yeah, on I was going to say, place. is that where you, yeah. you were in bands, but like, but like bands that weren't under your own name before, like bands just with yep. friends and stuff? Yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a different experience, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, dude, it's taught me so much just doing it this way. And like you said, you know, with producers that you work with, I have producers that I'm working with and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, friends that you sort of build these circles with that you bounce yeah. ideas off of, you get together to write, um, work on each other's stuff. And, you know, it, it's funny, you'll be wrestling with a song for a couple of weeks or something, you bring it mm-hmm. over to them and it gives a whole new pathway to like move with. And it's, you just bounce the ideas back and forth. It goes so much faster. It's funny how much you can stand in your own way. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I've never like, I, I think I'm just like not the production part that I don't like is the actual, like I like the being there piece, helping find the sounds, like create the sound, whatever, but the manning the controls of all that is something I'm like, just not really that interested in. Like I just am like, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love having having Jeff that like do all that. I'm just like, (laughs) even though I I know that it could be like, I I probably could have learned, invested some time in that like product in that production side of things over the pandemic as well it's also hard living in apartments when where there's not really the best sound proof space to even be able to do it yeah so yeah i guess i've always kind of just worked on the songwriting worked on the like crappy little demos and then when i think it's like there's something I'll take it. I'll take it into a studio. I, f- I feel like that's just always worked the best for me, at least so far. So you'll kind of like build. Uh, you'll use like a DAW or something to record down vocal or piano and some stuff or some you know some instrumentation and uh, and sort of a skeleton of a demo or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, pretty much. And then even when we go in, we'll still re-record like the demos in there just to have yeah something i mean even when it's super basic we'll still do them in there just to have that but yeah it's just like i just don't have the setup here <laughs> to to do like that but yeah it's tough man it's tough to do all of the roles at once i mean okay so i could definitely yeah. talk to you about this stuff for like for hours i know you got a show you're running off to this evening um so I don't want to keep yeah, you too good. much longer. And I definitely yeah, want good. to talk to you for a minute about your your show that's coming up on it's the twenty fifth of November, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It one thing one thing I, I love to do is just like talk because um, you know, I, I know that you've got your sorry, okay, let me start over with that. You've got you basically <laughs> got this showcase that you're doing, but it's you're opening for John Bryan 
and um, how how does how are those two things tying together? Because I know you got it with like Creative BC's grant, and it's sort of like with a with a showcase that's going on. Um, yeah. So how did, you, how did you sort of like orchestrate that whole that whole the, all of those pieces together? Um, so kind of uh, the stuff I mentioned earlier, like kind of what I learned, the the things that I learned for my own music, like throughout the pandemic. Those were the thing like the skills like that ended up turning into so i have this i have a business now called arcadia arcadia artist development which is just like become a lot of different things and it started as like me doing a lot of i wish i still do like spotify playlist pitching style stuff like to independent yeah. playlists for other artists it was first yeah that, and then it was like ended up doing management stuff for artists like the whole scope of ever like pretty much at this point i've done a ton of different things in that world um and one of the things became uh says so yeah the music showcase is called root dwellers um and it had it started i think probably the same year i moved to vancouver um it was started by a woman called claire claire baker she's like an absolute sweetheart um and she started this music showcase out of like coffee shops and stuff like that when i first moved here so i played that showcase probably in like 2018 or something um, played it a couple of times since then, always loved it, always kind of wanted to be more involved. Um, I just didn't really know how up until fast forward to now I have this business that kind of does a lot of things revolving around music, um, where it was like, she was looking to restart the showcase after the pandemic, obviously did nothing while, while that was going on. And when she was looking to restart it um was looking to host it at a bigger venue and wanted to apply for a grant and then that's when i was like i think i could probably help with that so me and one other guy wrote the grant ended up getting like mm. a pretty big grant from creative bc for the to host um it was supposed to be to host like 12 like uh one show per month for a whole year but we the grants took time things were delayed so we only got we got it to host it for nine nine months i actually just submitted the grant again for next year the application no shit, was was on wednesday so anyway so i've been worked so then i applied for the grant we got the grant and then i ended up working with root dwellers for the whole year me me claire and then there's two other people like kind of a small team of us and then we have other people like working like to host the shows and things like that mm. That's amazing. So it's sick. So I just kind of have been doing that, like, like love it. So I get to be like really involved. Sorry, my cat's just like <laughs> <laughs> coming to say hi. Coming to say hi. Um, so I, yeah, just kind of have been involved with that showcase for the whole year, and primarily like Claire, who founded the showcase and everything. She curates all the artists, books all the artists, but we had. So because we'd grown a lot this year, kind of bigger than it had ever been, and we were at a venue that kind of had more space, it became like, oh, maybe we should get, try and get some bigger artists. Like, who knows, like what, if people will say yes and stuff. And I can't remember how she initially got connected with John, but we we ran into him at like one of, there was a street festival here in Vancouver called Catsalana, and that was where mm. I met him. And then we saw him there and, long story short he ended up agreeing to play the showcase and i was like can i open for the at the show and then it was like he was like yeah for sure so then it just kind of all really worked out and yeah i got to play the 
get to play the show. So that's so it was, sick. It man. was kind of wild. It was like, yeah, so I'm involved on both kind of ends for this, that show. Normally I'm just like working on the back end now of stuff, like making all the kind of social media content and helping, helping Claire kind of run things with that showcase. But mm. yeah, it's going to be nice to play after doing all that work. Yeah. Yeah. The past year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool that, that it like merges both worlds too of, of, you know, both sides of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like merged well. And I've got to meet so many like cool, like just musicians in the city that I didn't know about too. Um, mm-hmm. Just through us like featuring so many different artists every month. It's been, yeah, it's been really cool to just kind of to meet people that way, as opposed to meeting them through me playing shows with them. It's just kind of yeah. an interest. It's it's just, it's a kind of an interesting. You get to be like behind the scenes and see it all. It's it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited yeah, to play with John. I love his like his music's amazing. So yeah, there's um, also a bonus there too. <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a pretty big bonus there too. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm excited like that that opportunity kind of came up um, to be able to do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be playing acoustically and then he's he's got a band with him. um yeah man that was one of the things um that's really really cool about the arcadia stuff like thanks I mean, yeah. it was one, one of the things i i had seen you kind of post about um but i wanted to talk to you but i mean i don't want to keep you too long so no it's all good we're still, i know you got that sh- still good sweet yeah. okay cool because yeah that was that was it's an interesting thing to see how many side projects people can work on and um it's always cool to see stuff take mm-hmm. on um and so you, you said you, you were doing sort of like management for other artists as well because i know you had those playlists and stuff and it's funny too i I submit to a bunch of like online playlisting things and Mm -hmm. i'll you know i'll scroll through for a new release and i'll see like both of your playlists always popping up on the things i'm scrolling oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and i think um scott is scott your brother's yeah scott's my brother yeah he's yeah i see he's he's got him too yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm like hell yeah yeah you got a good amount of following on those too as well yeah they're not too bad i like don't this these days i don't do too much with them like i get like some yeah. people like email submissions a lot now and i'm Dude, like i bet you I'm get not, a ton of them yeah i'm like not looking to be like a playlist curator really i just like wanted to build them to kind of share some stuff so now i'm like oh god this is there's a lot so I, <laughs> but i still try and listen to stuff because it's always fun to find new music um but yeah the uh, yeah the arcadia thing just kind of took on like a life of its own honestly it, it's it helped me understand how many different, I mean, I obviously understood that these things existed like in music, these different areas of like the industry and stuff. Cause I was, I just never really thought about them as being individual jobs because I was doing for my own like music and I'm sure you're doing the same, right? It's like, if you need a website, I'll build it. If you need to get the music distributed, you're, you're doing it yourself kind of thing. So it's amazing how much, of all that world is normally done by a team of people (laughs) so it becomes like i just that became pretty apparent and then it yeah i've just been and luckily i knew a lot of people in the city so word of mouth has been really good like i haven't i haven't posted tons from like the arcadia i just kind of made the instagram and made all the things i needed but i had so much like great word of mouth kind of spread about that and then through being in with Jeff, he was really, he was really great. Like we got to work with, if he was working with an artist, he would always be like, if you need help with your release stuff or any of this stuff, he's like, send them my way. And 
and stuff like that. So it was really, it became like a nice little kind of community driven thing where it was just that little kind of crew we'd built was all working together, which was really nice. Do you, do you ever do like, um, through Arcadia, is it most, is it like a focus mainly if, you know, I was a songwriter who was looking to do like a camp, not just a playlisting campaign, but maybe like, um, distribution, figuring out what the best way to sort of market this stuff. Um, do you also help with like songwriting and producing or services or do you just sort of focus more on songwriting? So, uh, more after that's done, but I have like done some songwriting stuff with other people as well that kind of i guess ties into both really that kind of comes through my like wesley atu music and arcadia i guess i feel like that's kind of weirdly tied to both things um and then yeah then the management stuff was i just got connected with a couple of like artists kind of by chance i did like some spotify stuff for them and just kept working with them um and then one of them is kind of becoming pretty, doing very well at the moment. They're, uh, they're like, a, I don't know if you, if you use TikTok a lot, you might have seen them, but they're a group called Tiny Habits. Um, and they're just like a three-part harmony kind of thing, but they're, they're so good. So just been kind of working with them recently. Uh, lot, yeah, lot, lots of people really jumping, jumping around, doing lots of different things. That's so sick, man. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on like the success of that and also thanks, your man. own uh, your own music too, man. And thanks, man. I've got to like try and find time for my own music again now. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm like, I'm back at the other end again where I'm like, oh shit, how do I how do I find time to like write and do my own stuff again? Um Yeah, man. I was gonna say, like, I was gonna ask you that too, about it, you know, bouts of inspiration. And it's almost like when you have your own when you have your own page and you're not necessarily at the point where it's like okay well shit i have you know 20 million people a month who listen to my music i need to mm-hmm. keep putting stuff out so you have a team that's always behind you being like hey when's the next song coming out are you writing are you writing and mm-hmm. that's sort of your your main shtick is just like i write songs and they get released and they get millions and millions of hits and that's what i do like you know it's it's hard to um consistently like put out music and then also at the same time finding a voice for that music and uh knowing like the actual sound i'm kind of between some stuff i'm wrapping up an album and sort of writing for some releases afterwards and i'm i'm just trying to write to like enjoy myself at this time i'm just trying to write music that i feel good about i'm not trying to focus i'm trying to like kick that voice out of my head where i'm like here's the sound Mm -hmm. you're trying to write for it's like not yet not yet i'm just just writing some shit i'm seeing where it's going yeah i was gonna say i've seen you like jump like jump to you released that like it's something different too recently as well, where I was like, Oh, I wasn't expect. It's also nice to see that. I also think like now you don't necessarily, it's hard to feel like you have to be like trapped in one sound. Cause you, you, in some ways you are, but in other ways, it's always exciting when you like, if you have an artist that you like and you, and they do something different or like uncharacteristic, I don't know. I always, I always like that too from people. Um, it's just hard to find the, ba- the, yeah, the balance of that, I guess. I, yeah. I struggle with that too. It's just finding. It is weird, man. Yeah. And I don't just, sometimes it's hard to get out of like a writer's, uh, not even necessarily a block. It's just like a confusion where it's like, where do I, what do I, 
it's like I can play some chords. I can it, the chord progressions aren't the problem. It's like how do I what do I write and what do I want this to sound like? It's almost like the more you learn about production, you know, the, versus your first, the harder it becomes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the yeah. trickier it is. It's like shit. Now I know. That's yeah. That's so true. That's like yeah. In some ways, I've tried to like keep that. Like tried to keep. That's why I do really like working with a producer, like having those two things kind of separate because it does still, you can stumble upon things easier than, than you might when you you kind of know how everything works behind the scenes and everything. So I, I kind of do really like that. I if, I if I come across something, I'm still surprised. I'm still like, oh shit, I didn't know I was going to find this or I didn't know this was going to work. Um, so it's still nice when it does, but yeah, the more you like learn about everything, the more you're just you you're own you become more of your own worst critic. I feel like when you just it's fun, but it's yeah, that's a challenge. I would say yeah, man. And the more you try to do stuff yourself, the more you know you're doing a vocal take, and the voice in the back of your head is like that. That probably wasn't the greatest take you could have done. And you're like, well, where do I stop? How do I know? And mm -hmm. you know, you need somebody there to be like, that was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, sure definitely. That? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's if fun. I was on my own trying to do those, I'd be that I'd, I'd done like 6 million takes <laughs> just over and over again. <laughs> it's, it's awesome that, um, that you started something like Arcadia. Cause it's just, I think it's just really cool to have people who are honestly musicians and honestly songwriters and, and want to, um, you know, raise that platform up because there are, I don't know, I'm sure you get a ton of shit online where it's like, Hey, pitch your stuff on a, you want to go viral? Do you want to get on, um, all these playlists that we have? We have millions, you'll get a million monthly listeners in, in a yeah. day and a half. We promise. And just, that, just pay us. I know, that is, is, is like, that was the, that was like a big reason, like for, for starting it too. It's just like, until I started really pushing and trying to release that first EP. And then I saw like so many scams and things like that out there. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what would I like? How do you wade through all this? Like, there's just so much stuff like that. And I really wanted to try and just have something that was more personal and like honest. And like, I'm not saying that you're going to end up with like 10 million streams or like whatever, but at least you're going to, hopefully reach like an audience that is going to come back or an audience that is going to appreciate what you're doing um so yeah that's been kind of the goal with it really is to keep it as focused around that as possible right but i think that's just because i'm on the other end too because i'm releasing my own stuff too i, I yeah it, like you said it kind of gives you that understanding whereas if you're coming in it into those kind of working in that world when you're not from the performing, writing, releasing music side as well, you might not have the same kind of view of how it all, how that feels like to, to just come up against like, give us a thousand dollars and we'll get your sign. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just like, well, that's, yeah, that's the thing too, man. If you're gonna, pay money into marketing you better be damn sure that like your song uh, yeah smack you you're, it just yeah. it's what you exactly what you wanted you know i don't know it's just there's so many opportunities to throw money at marketing but that's not going to just make your song that great. Happen, i remember yeah, yeah. i had like a traumatizing event when i was like first writing music like the okay. first demos i was doing i just thought that because i was writing music it was good mm. And I thought okay. that just because the pieces and chord progressions fit together, that that was music. And I remember playing <laughs> secretly at a family party and somebody was like, just, just pure emotion was like, what is this? 
And then somebody <laughs> oh, was like, that's, no. that's so-and-so's new song. And I was like, oh my God, it sucks. <laughs> oh my God, that's ruthless. <laughs> it haunted me. And, and then they retracted and they're like, oh, oh no, no, no. And I was like, no, yeah, it's I too saw late. You the said emotion. It. You, oh yeah. My, yeah, but that's... dude, it was like the first song, second song I think oh, I've ever man, written. Oh Damn. It was terrible. Just dagger to the heart <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I think that's followed me ever since. Like, just because you wrote something doesn't mean that anyone has to enjoy it. So I don't know. It, but <laughs> yeah. I've always just tried to like, how do I how do I make sure that like the formula is good, but then I can spice it with my own uh, my own shit, dude. It's it's such a hard um, line to walk. Yeah, it without, really is. Without some help or without a lot of practice to have yeah. a general idea of what might be all right, but. Yeah, that yeah that that yeah that's so true, and that's also just a huge other thing. Until you spend longer doing this, you at first I think at least when you're getting in from the solo performing kind of side of things, you just don't realize how many people actually are involved, especially at like the higher like artists that are doing this as their full time career. It's not it's not just one person doing this. It's like it's just not possible. You need you need that kind of having that support and people to kind of help you and how they you have your strengths they have their strengths i feel like i just didn't realize that until maybe a little bit later on and yeah it's crazy you need that otherwise it's it's pretty hard to you just burn out way too quickly <laughs> oh yeah yeah trying to play all the roles at once for yeah. every every gig and then yeah yeah it is tricky you need to definitely think of some sort of some sort of strategy or, or, you know, write a bunch until you're like for sure psyched about a, a batch of them. You know, it's, uh, there's so many ways to approach releasing music and trying to be successful at it. But then with that being said, it's like, you know, what is your definition of you being successful at it? Is it, it you know, is it being on the radio? Cause that's even more rare than being popular on streaming services. Is it being popular sure. on those, you know? It, yeah. Yeah. I think that it helps to kind of understand, yeah what you want from it i think but i think that's a really hard thing to like realize at first but it's a good thing to it's a good thing to realize though because yeah, yeah like you said there are some you can sit in so many different spaces like you don't have to be like ed sheeran playing wembley stadium you know every time he's playing a show it yeah there's so many so many of the artists i love are never going to be playing twenty thousand people venues you know what i mean and i'll still go like if it's just a you know, one to two, every, if, if every time they're touring, they're just playing 500 to a thousand people doesn't mean I'm not going to go to the show still. So. Yeah. And those are awesome shows and you can make a career off those shows and, and touring like that. And I don't, know, I think, I think one of the main there, and there can definitely be more than, you know, goals can, you know, develop and, and all that. But I think one of my most, after all these years of playing music, I think one of my most um, sought after goals is just like writing a song that I'm so proud of that even if people even if a room full of people are shit talking it I'm like you guys don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> this song is great. Smashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's a boppy tune or or a slower oh, wow. one that's just emotional or whatever it is I'm like fuck you guys this song rocks. Yeah. I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. No, that's good. That's a good that's a good Good way to be, man. I would say. Do you do you have any of those? Is there anything like that that comes to mind with your goals for, for like writing music or, like, what are those things that sort of give you that like, okay, here's my line of success for something. Probably just being involved in music in some capacity is a pretty big thing. So getting to do that right now, I didn't re- like getting to do that right now is pretty, 
great. Like I, I definitely know I want to like somehow be in music, whether that's me playing or what, or, or like helping other artists or whatever that may be. Um, and then I guess for my own thing, I, yeah, I would be happy if that was my, if that was all like the, the furthest it got, like if I was getting to play, I don't know, those kind of size shows, like the small to mid size shows. I don't know if I would ever want, like, those are the shows that I like going to. So I, I think I would, I would love to just be able to do that and just re- I record and release more as well. I feel like that it's just so that's the only trouble doing the route that I'm doing where I always like to work with a producer and always like to go in. It's not cheap. <laughs> so it's, it's uh yeah it's hard to record as much as i'm as i want like i I don't just have Mm. unlimited resources to be able to do it so you're kind of having to grants come around you apply for the grants hopefully you get them hopefully you can make that like i mean i'm still going to be doing it anyway but those are a massive help and and they're like crazy supportive in bc if you can really like figure out how to write those grants and how to go for them um they've been a huge help but yeah i would i there's so much many songs i feel like i want to just have more time to write record and just writing for other people too i would like to do more of that that would be a big pretty big goal too i would say because then you get to write more that that's when you get to really go out of your own genre doing that like like ghost writing like not even singing on the track like just getting to just piecing it all together that yeah that that's really fun i've only that's only a more recent thing in the past maybe like six months to a year that i've even gotten to do that yeah yeah, that's a real, that's a cool way to just sort of really hone in your understanding of like putting together a song, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. there can be songs that build in all sorts of different ways, but they're all pop or country or whatever that are, you know, a pretty formulated genre, but, but still they excite you and, and, you know, you know, give you a ton of emotions, whether or not it's predictable or not. So I think there's, yeah, it's such an art, man, like writing, just writing a, just perfect little cube of a song yeah it's it's <laughs> it's uh it's yeah it's like never ending yeah it's i think it's hard i I would say it's even maybe even harder than like learning how to play an instrument i mean maybe not perfecting yeah. one but like it's just as hard if not harder to, i think so to too, do yeah. that i think so too you know yeah no that's totally true it takes years like forever even maybe I'll, maybe i'll never get there but, <laughs> but i'm gonna keep doing it anyway <laughs> don't you say that i was you know a funny i was writing down some notes here and i was gonna one of the other things i was gonna ask you about was the the recording difference about um i don't know the your, you know your first dp or something that you that isn't online anymore versus the stuff you're putting out now sometimes i have to look back and be like oh, okay I have definitely made progress. I can tell myself that at least. Yeah. I should send you something. I've got it still. <laughs> that means I have to send you something. Shit, dude. Yeah, that's fine. No, I mean, we don't have to share it with anyone else. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I should send you something. I'll like chuck it. I wonder if I have anything on SoundCloud still. I should look. That was fun too, though. That was in Toronto, like a studio, like really like uh, cool experience. I like recorded with um a guy called jeremy he was like a i kind of got connected through um my partner's friend and that's how i ended up going into the studio there it was yeah it was cool it was like that was the first time i was ever in a studio so everything just felt like so new and exciting and i didn't really know what i was doing we also recorded all those songs like because he was 
working as like an intern there so he only got the space at night so we recorded everything between the hours of like 10 p.m and 5 a.m oh, nice. so that was weird too <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know like so that ep is like recorded in those hours taylor swift's here like talking about midnight i'm like no already already there <laughs> i did that years ago did that years ago come on <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, before we, we, before we wrap it up here, uh, there's definitely more, sh- tons more shit I want to talk to you about, but, uh, I, <laughs> I can't take you for a few hours here. So we'll have to do round two if that's cool with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> but before we wrap this one up, um, where can people kind of, I know you got, um, you know, tons of stuff up online. Your stuff is, is killing it. Um, courage is like over 150,000 streams on Spotify. It's awesome, man. Like congrats on all the, on all the success for your own original tunes, Thanks, man. It's man. really cool to see, but, uh, where can some folks hear your hear your music or follow you online? Um, generally, um, Wesley Atu Music on just about every social media thing. Website is also Wesley Atu Music too. So, so I'm very easy to Google, luckily. So if you if you Google Wesley Atu Music, it's going to come up right away. That's probably the, the the easiest way to do it, I would say. And then you'll get all the all the streaming services will pop up. Right. And then you've also got November 25th with John Bryant, um, and that's out in Vancouver. Yeah, what's the, the venue Anza, again sir uh, it's called the anza club yeah that one's gonna be fun well thanks for getting on this call with me i really appreciate it no man my pleasure yeah no thank you thank you so much for having me on it's yeah it's nice to actually meet you and chat to you about all the musical things i know man i love having these talks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude all right thanks no worries man I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Wesley. You can check out his music wherever you're streaming. And if you're in the Vancouver area, he's got his show coming up with John Bryant on November 25th. I'll be back again in a couple weeks with a new guest. And thanks for listening.